Hey there, Black Mom Diaries. Today's episode is one for the ages. Our guest today had a storybook career and was on the way to having it all by adding children to the mix when a few surprise hiccups along the way tried to stop that. But it's not what you think. And you may not believe me if I tried telling you secondhand. You're going to have to listen to the story for yourself. And just stick with us through the audio because I promise you it is well worth it. Up next on the Black Mom Diaries. This is Patricia. And I am LaTanya. And, and we are. Oh. We are? Oh, we welcoming. <laughs> what are we doing now? I think people are going to be like, they have so many intros. <laughs> I know. But, but they should be used to us girl. by now. We can't make up our mind. I know. I know. Uh, okay. Take it away. L chat. Wait a minute. Who are we? Welcome to the Black Mom Diaries. Welcome to the Black Mom Diaries. Right. Boom. boom. How are you? Oh, I forgot today? duh. I forgot duh. Welcome to duh, <sighs> Black Mom Diaries. <laughs> Not duh, girl. We don't take us back 15 million years, girl. We ain't gonna oh. go back to duh. Um, yeah. I'm doing awesome today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood and I feel like I was productive today and I am gonna be able to do a little bit of relaxing later. What? Yeah, I think I am. I'm gonna go for it. You said a curse word. <laughs> what? Beautiful. That's an adult it? word. Relaxing. Relax. Oh yeah. <laughs> if my kids say they want to relax, I'm like, let me go get the thermometer because kids don't yeah. relax. I know. I always think it's so funny when I see, I mean, my daughter, she knows how to chill hard. My son, he's a lot like me. So he really doesn't know how to chill hard or chill at all a little bit. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So it's so funny when he's like, I just want to relax. And he kicks his feet up and he puts his hands behind his head. But you know what I really miss? What? I really miss nap time. I really miss nap time. You know, you can go just take your kids and just tell them it's nap time and Mm-hmm. And they listen. Well, mine, they listen. But um, now at seven, nine, and 12, I can't get a nap time. Well, my daughter's nap yeah. time went out the door when she was like three. Uh, but she took a nap the other yeah. day, which I was okay. like, I didn't know she took a nap. Her dad didn't know she took a nap. She was, uh, and I was like, are you feeling okay? She didn't have a fever or anything. She just tired herself out with the uh, whining and so she took a nap um and that's and that's when you wake them up and walk them around the neighborhood that's when you wake them up and make them walk I needed to because she thought it was the next day <laughs> she was like we didn't go to swimming today or, or yesterday and I was like it's not yesterday it's today and you need to get ready for swimming what are you talking about so yeah, she was very confused. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's so sweet. We um we went uh, grocery shopping today, but at our place, um we're like we're at this apartment that backs up to this woods, you know, and it's very mm. relaxing when you come down the steps until you see an unidentified insect. Mm. And then your life changed forever because you're so busy trying to run past it. Uh-huh. Um, to get down the steps because you don't know what it's going to do because you ain't never seen nothing like this in your life. Um, I don't know <laughs> what it is with these Texas insects, 
we could do a whole podcast and still do another podcast and just never get through these hybrid, whatever these things are. I mean, I've never seen this, this grasshopper, I don't know what this was, had the strongest legs to jump really? from the first floor to the fourth floor. What? Where, buddy, where <laughs> no. you going? What's so, up here for you? And you know, the funny thing is, you were talking about Texas insects, and yes, they are terrible. But in my mind, I'm thinking the only places worse, Louisiana and Florida. And didn't you come here from Florida? Wait a minute, but we had stuff that you can identify. They was pure breeding over here. Over oh, here, these, okay. ins All right. and these insects sleep with anything. And they just come out with another <laughs> form of something. You know, like the, you know, I always talk about what they talk, call these little black roaches with wings. And like, oh, those, yeah. are ro those are roaches. Those are not uh, crickets. I don't care what nobody say. Oh, yeah. But see, yeah. in Florida, you either have a lizard or a gargantua or a snake. You ain't got all this stuff in between. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, but you know, I could I could talk about all the stuff I see out here, but it's like I w I was talking about relaxing. the The trees are amazing. The pool is great, mm -hmm. and it has it sits on a cliff, so it's mm -hmm. very uh a nice, um, nice just to go and sit out on a balcony and enjoy yourself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, but enough about the bugs. We have a guest today. <laughs> we have a guest today. We do. And I mean, like, big time. And I, I need to take a deep breath to share this bio with you guys because, man, this is, this is one. For we got a heavy hitter in the house. We have a heavy hitter in the house. And I definitely, I got to say, before I even go into it, I, this is somebody that I want on my side like all the time <laughs> got your on your team you building on your my team. team must <laughs> be must be okay so let, let me just let me just uh take a deep breath and go shamiso maswaswe is a former federal prosecutor who worked as a special assistant united states attorney for the united states attorney's office of the district of columbia where she protected victims of domestic violence Shamiso also worked as a trial attorney for the United States Department of Justice Criminal Division Public Integrity Section, where she prosecuted public officials who sold their offices and abused their positions of public trust. Before that, Shamiso, who graduated from New York University School of Law, was a criminal defense attorney for 10 years, where she represented corporations and individuals in criminal litigation, in regulatory and internal investigations and in related civil matters. So today we are going to learn all about how Shimiso, a high powered attorney who has worked for some of the most prestigious institutions and has a storybook career, nearly lost it all when somebody decided that she couldn't have it all. And by having it all, I mean, she could not be both an effective prosecutor and a mom of a newborn. Without further ado, I just want to welcome to the Black Mom Diaries virtual house, Ms. Shamiso Maswaswe. Hi, welcome, everyone. Welcome. welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. It's a nice, nice Sunday today, so I'm doing well. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful Sunday. And Man, I tell you what, um, I gotta, I gotta be honest with the community. I have known Shamiso for years, 
And she is somebody that I have admired since I first met her because, you know, I think you meet people in life that, you know, talk about it and then you meet other people and they be about it. And this girl, she can talk about it, but she be about it. I have just been inspired and impressed and, you know, I admire her so deeply. So I'm just really glad that you're here (laughs) today. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Thank you, Patricia. And I've known you and loved you forever. Um, I don't want to say how long because it's been, you know, more than a couple of decades. So. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. I got a feeling I'm going to go into my little spiel at the end. You've not heard it, Shamiso, but oh. yeah, I already got this feeling going Uh-oh. on right now. You might hear it. Okay. Yeah, I know. And I'll just say, I'm sorry you know, we're so glad to have you here and we just want to get right into it because we got a lot to talk about. So there are some things that we ask a lot of our guests that come to the show, just kind of sort of warming up. Uh, Tell us about your relationship with your mom. Uh, My relationship with my mom. Um, We were best friends. Um, She was, uh, there was no one who I loved more um, than my mom. But, you know, then life happens and, and we struggled for a bit. Um, but, uh, thankfully we made up right before she passed away unexpectedly six years ago. And I got to tell you, um, your mom, uh, her, her spirit is so much in you, you know, you, you remind me so much of her and she was like this firecracker that she made me laugh and she totally convicted me (laughs) a few times. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, she's incredible. And she's definitely, I, I can say that she definitely passed her legacy on to you. Um, Thank you. I think so. she also certainly passed it on to my daughter, who I see in her almost every day. Um, and even when she was a little baby, you know, she would be distracted and would be looking up. And I would always think that she was speaking to my mom. My mom was in the room as an angel um, and that she was speaking to her. And sometimes mm-hmm. scaring her a little bit, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That, that's your mama. Well, so um, did you, what is your mom philosophy like? Did you get it from your, your mom or is it something that you uh, accumulated as you became a mom? I mean, I didn't even know I was supposed to have a mom philosophy. I didn't even really know what that was, but I guess if I have to say what it was, what my mom philosophy is, and I, and I, and I don't know that my mother had one either. Um, it, w- it would be that I, I let the children lead the way, um, or at least guide the way. You know, they don't make the decisions, but like, you know, it's not cookie cutter. Um, I think that, you know, children are intuitive and they kind of know what they need sometimes and are able to express that and tell you. And so I try to be flexible in terms of honing that and 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 going forward with it. Is that a philosophy? I think that all moms have different philosophies and my philosophy is going to look different from yours. And I think that is absolutely a mom philosophy. So I think, yeah, I think it's what you make it. You know, I've heard a mom philosophy where they say when they cure all. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, whatever works. <laughs> Windex, what about, uh, what is that? What's that? Um, oh, is the oil, castor oil. What about castor oh, oil? I thought castor, castor oil cured all. Yeah. Or rubbing alcohol. What do you enjoy most about being a mom? Well, let's say, what is the most challenging part about being a mom? And then what do you enjoy most about being a mom? Um, 
I guess the most challenging part about being a mom um, is not having enough time to do it all, um, to not have enough time to you know, develop a cohesive mom philosophy and maybe research all the different kinds of philosophies and figure out what, what's best suited for me. And particularly like in this pandemic where you know, we, we were forced to be stay-at-home moms, but also working moms and, and the, the housekeeper and the chef and the everything, um, you know, it, was just, it was just difficult to do, do it all. Um, so that's, that's what I find most challenging about being a mom. Um, but the upside and the, the, the part that's most awesome is that I have this beautiful, fabulous daughter who, you know, just tells me she loves me at every opportunity that she can. Um, just now, before I came on, she uh, cuddled up next to me and told me that my boobs are so relaxing. So, you know, she's just a, a loving and, um, and very like fiercely loyal and protective person. Um, and, my, and my son um, as well, like, he's just so fabulous. It's just great to just see him grow and um, enjoy the world. And, and so how, how old are your kids? Uh, my daughter is four and my bonus son is 12. I was gonna say only a baby would tell you your boobs are so soft. <laughs> You know, because there's no filter. Right. <laughs> I just, I, I love their innocence and just, yeah. just that eye for, she's comfortable. She's yeah. soft. Mommy's great. You know, yes. that's really sweet. I remind her of slime, apparently. So. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> slime? Is that like, is slime like comfortable to lay on? I don't. I don't know. Kids love slime. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> okay. Shamiso, I have to tell you something really quick. Um, I, I do a lot of play with my kids. We're always pretending to be something. And I love, um, oh Lord, what's the name of the robot show? Transformers. Mm. So Transformers was one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite shows. And I'm like introducing them to Transformers. And so my son says, mom, let's be transformers. So my daughter's like, I'm Bumblebee. And one's like uh, another name. And then somebody else is this. And my husband's Optimus Prime, right? <laughs> and I said, well, who is mom? Oh, you're Ratchet. Wait a minute. I'm Ratchet. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> You know, I was like, can we find another one? It was like, no, mom, you're ratchet because you can fix anything. And I know it was coming from just a great place, but don't go out here telling your people your mom ratchet. You know, it's just not, not going to happen. You know, right. but. That's funny. When we were younger, you used to, uh, and it's it's funny that you say, or it's interesting that you said that you're um, the challenging part of being a mom is that you you're not able to do it all, all the things that you want to do. Um, because when we were younger, you used to talk about having ten kids, and I remember when you told me that you were so serious, and I was like, huh. You're like, yeah, I'm going to have 10 kids. And I never really understood that because you were always like, I'm going to be an attorney. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you had such big career dreams. And so I was always like, how in the world is she going to have 10 kids and be this successful hotshot attorney? Um, so, you know, and you're, you know, you, you're a mom of two right now. So talk to us about your career. 
Well, I'm still, I still want those 10 kids. So I have to, okay. I got eight more to go. So <laughs> I'm better still get going. to my 10 about this career. You know, I always wanted to be a lawyer. You know, I went to be a mom of 10, but I also always wanted to be a lawyer. My mom was a lawyer. Um, you know, she was forced to go work in her office during high school. Um, and so that was sort of in my blood and in my heart and in my soul. Um, and so, and I've never wanted to do anything else really. Um, and so, um, you know, I went to law school in New York, um, had a, an amazing experience here, started at law firms. Um, and then at some point I decided that, you know, the, the people that I'm defending are really people that should be put in jail um, um, rather than defended, at least by me. And so then I went to the other side and I started um, um, prosecuting white collar crime um, for um, state and federal governments. And I think that's one of the things that I admired so much about you because you used to always say when we were in college, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to go to NYU or whatever. And um, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. People say things, but stuff changes. And you did, but not only did you do it, you loved it and you just continued to love it. So I think that's one of the things that I, I really admired about you. That's, so that's, talk about manifesting your life. That's exactly what she did. True. She talked about it and she had that, that uh, emotion behind it. Like this is where I'm going and this is yeah. how I'm going to do it. So I always tell people, don't, don't you look at her, look at this phenomenal woman who has done that, who has crafted her life you know, into where, you know, and you're going to, you're going to get your 10, your, your 10 children because you keep saying it. You keep saying it. It doesn't matter where they, if, if you're doing that, you're, those are your, those are your children. Those are your kids. Um, did it ever become, did you ever get any, have any fear in your job? You're doing like white collar crime and then you go here and you, you begin to know a lot of things when you're doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any fear in, in your job? Fear. Um, you know, I, before I did the white collar crime, I, I was prosecuting domestic violence. And so you have these like, uh, tough guys that think that they are in control and they can do whatever they want and they can, um, they can, they can hurt people and hurt the people that they love physically and violently. Um, and so, and then they come to find out that they're being, prosecuted by me, by a woman, by a black woman. Um, and at the time I was in DC where you know, many of the people that um, were our victims and also those who we were prosecuting were also black women. And so there were, there were a lot of sort of intimidation tactics from, from defendants that they felt that they could get away with, with me. Um, but, you know, I, but that just sort of, um, hardened my resolve um, that I was doing the right thing and going forward and trying to get um, these women the help that they were unable to get for themselves. So what is it that, because I mean, that all, to me, you know, that all sounds very scary. What is it about that that made it like, I'm just going to push through. You're not going to intimidate me or maybe you will, but I'm going to keep doing it. Because I was was able to come from a place of of, a privilege with respect to the victim, like I know that the the sort of intimidation and threats that would be lobbed at me, you know, I know that you know at the end of the day I get to go home 
by myself, not with that person, that at the end of the day, you know, I'm not relying on you know, that defendant to pay my bills, um, that there's separation, that there's distance, that um, I don't have any children by that man. By that man. So I, I had a freedom to be able to, to, to be able to respond and help the woman who was tied to him because she depended on him for, uh, for rent and for income and was tied to him because they had you know, multiple children together and was tied to him because they lived together. And so, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't encumbered in that same way. And so it made it more important to use my power um, in order to try and help her get the distance that she would need in order to, to break away for something that could end up being deadly. It's like you said, somebody had to have a focus, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, that's a very interesting perspective um, and taking that, um, the point of power, like I'm, I'm at an advantage here. Yeah. So is this, is this um, job that you're talking about, this was the Department of Justice in D.C.? This was um, with the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. And so I did that um, for six or seven months. And then I went to DOJ um, where I was going after public officials who were um, abusing their office. Okay, so then, okay, so you transitioned into the Department of Justice um, job. And to me, that sounds like it would be such a dream, uh, right? Uh, for, for various reasons. Um, so when you did, you, you know, you got the job and then a little bit after you got the job and started working there, you found out that you were expecting. So your other passion, family, you, you know, that was going to grow. Um, how was it when you found out and how was it sharing the news with your supervisor? Uh, so that, that part was scary. You know, the, the, the defendants who like to beat up their, their, their wives, you know, that, that, would, that was less scary than um, realizing that I would need to, uh, that I, was, I had just started a new job and I was pregnant. Um, and, you know, at the time I was 35. And so, you know, you never know, you know, you want to get pregnant. Maybe it's going to happen right away. Maybe it's going to be a year or two or never, you know, you just never know. And so at 35, even though I just started this job, and as you said, like it was, it, it was a dream job. It was something that I had been working towards for years to get. Um, very personal. Very, very personal. personal. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I even I picked up my, my family. I left New York to DC for this job. Um, but you know, I need to get my 10 kids. I need to get started. And so I got started <laughs> and I got I got pregnant immediately. Who would have thunk? Um, and so, but now I was starting a new job and pregnant and I was nervous and I was scared. I was and then, you know, I I I I researched, you know, how do you tell your new, how do you tell your job that you're pregnant? You know, um, I started to speak to women who were working there at meetings with them. I asked them, you know, how to do it. And they were like, well, you know, you were right to be cautious because we, they haven't always treated women, uh, new women who become mothers well um, at DOJ and in, in the section in, in public integrity. So I was super nervous, but eventually, you know, I can only, um, you know, I mean, I, at some point I would have to let them know that. I'm gonna be pregnant, I'm gonna, I am pregnant, I'm gonna be out for a while. And so mm -hmm. I did, um, and the reactions were, um, were not great. You know, my, my immediate boss who had, um, who had recruited me and had really fought to have me there um, to come to DOJ, you know, he you know, didn't congratulate me immediately. Um, you know, he, he eventually at the end of the conversation, he congratulated me. 
Um, and then there was a, a new supervisor who I'd never met before. And she was there and she was like giddy. Um, she was excited. Like we were long lost best friends and she'd been on a pregnancy journey with me mm. and it finally happened. Like it was, it was creepy um, the way that she was so <laughs> excited about, about this news when like, this is my first time even meeting you. So, Wait, so yeah. in the meeting, you had your supervisor that had, uh, you know, really fought for you to get there, the guy. Yes. And he was not, he didn't seem excited. He didn't congratulate you immediately. And then there was this woman that you had never met or had just met. And she was like, that's exactly right. That's exactly okay. right. Yeah. What was so fascinating about that is um, I had a corporate job at one time. People would be like, what have you not done, Latanya? But um, my, my, my work life is very lived in. I was never a lawyer or whatever, but <laughs> I had nine lives. I, nine I, listen, lives. Listen, I'm 40, but I got like, oh boy, it's a lot of experience. But I had a boss and um, we were traveling and um, I had already had my daughter, but it, everything was great. My mother-in-law lived with us and my husband was amazing because he stayed home with her. But then when I got pregnant with my son, it's like I started getting 20 questions at work. Like, so, and, and it wasn't like direct. It was like, well, you know, you know, um, when I had my second child, he couldn't read, so I quit. I, I got a baby, so I, he, he, can't, he ain't gonna read anyway. So what are we talking about? You know, so I was, it, but, but it's fascinating how people think that you go to work just to work for them mm -hmm. and the overhead people. Mm -hmm. Like we don't work for our families. Right. you know, or work to get ourselves ready to have a family. And then when it happens, you're shocked. You're like, I thought you was, the worst thing I ever heard was I thought you were committed to the job. Oh, wow. Okay. No, I'm committed to what you paying me. I do love what I like. I do love what I love, but I'm committed to what you paying me. If you just want to be, I'm not even committed to you, buddy. I mean, if you just <laughs> want me to talk. Right. But, you know, I love what I did. I love working with patients, but I just didn't like that they would try and like almost you would almost feel like a victim for just mm -hmm. being with having a baby yeah. or being pregnant right yep. I do want to say um real quick I just want to say because this is like worse worse stories right um I didn't hear it but one of my former co-workers told me shared with me that when they shared with um our human resources that she was expecting they said you should have waited like Miss Griggs did. And it's like, what? She wow. I could not believe what she said because they were like, yeah, she had a baby and then she waited two years. Yeah, that wasn't planned, but whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad you in charge of this. Man, don't let me say what I want to say. Go ahead. <laughs> People say the darndest things. That's it. They sure do. <laughs> They sure do. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, that certainly resonates with me because, you know, it, it, it seemed like, you know, with the guy who, who had recruited me hard, um, it seemed like he felt deceived by me that he had recruited and hired this, um, this, this, this person who didn't have, who was unencumbered by children and would be able to be the workhorse that he wanted me to be. And then now that I was pregnant and I was going to have a child, that he wasn't gonna be able to get that workhorse. Um, and what he didn't recognize is that I was gonna be able to be the workhorse that I, I have always been for my entire career, but then also be a great mom 
to my kids. That's a lot of pressure though. I mean, that's unneeded pressure, you know, that you have to be, I know you're already a good and, you know, you're already an excellent worker, but then now you got somebody saying, oh, you're going to be pregnant and now you're going to fall off. Basically, that's, that's what right. they're thinking. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's, that's a lot of pressure because now I want to be a great mom to my child. I also like my, love my job and I want to do my best job that I, you know, can. And, and I don't know if people understand you do your best work when you're not under pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it would, I don't know the, 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 the um, beginning of this story. I mean, you know, but I'm, I'm so tuned in to it. I want to know what happens next. Well, <laughs> so I just so happened to, to have a question about that. Um, let's go to the other side of this. Let's talk about your birth, your birth story. So my, my birth story was that my baby had been growing small. Um, the doctors had been saying that they were, the baby was growing small, but the baby was healthy. Um, but the baby, the doctors were very, very, very concerned. I didn't really quite understand why they were concerned. Like some babies can be small as long as the baby's healthy. Like what's wrong with a small baby? So I had my dad come up for one of the appointments. My dad's in healthcare and I, ho- I was hoping that he would be able to um, explain why everyone is so concerned. So he comes up with me from, from Texas um, to the doctor in DC um, and uh, my blood pressure is through the roof. And um, the, the doctor says we must deliver right now. And I was 32 weeks. And wow. so um, and so my dad was like, yeah, that sounds right. Like your blood pressure is way too high. You're gonna have to deliver the baby. Um, and so um, at that point I was like, wait a minute, my blood pressure is high. This is the first time it's been so high. Like this is America, we can get blood pressure down. Like blood pressure, like we can, we can, can get it down or we can at least try first right, before you just cut me open and take my baby. Um, And so, um, and so I refused. Um, I refused to, to have the baby um, on that day. I was like, let's, let's try medication. Let's see if Mm -hmm. we can get it down. We were able to get it down. Um, And then I was like, okay, can I go home? Because I just left work and I was supposed to come to this appointment real quick. And, you know, I got to go back to work. (laughs) Um, And they were like, you are not good. We're not letting you go from this hospital um, until you give us the baby, like wow. you have to get the baby out. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, and so they didn't, and they wouldn't let me leave. I had to call a coworker to come and bring me my laptop. I had to, <laughs> um, you know, talk to my, my boss about, you know, now I'm supposed to be, you know, in the office and I'm, I'm stuck here. Um, and I tried to, you know, call different hospitals, different doctors. Nobody would give me a, a, a way out. Wow. Um, they threatened to say that if I left, even for a moment, even to like go get go go get a, a pack of bag and, and come back, that they would make sure that my insurance wouldn't pay for my for my stay. It was terrible. Um, and so, but I, I but along the way, like the nurses would come and they would say, "You're doing the right thing. Um, like don't don't give in. Keep the baby in. Let the baby cook for as long as possible." I was like, "Well, let's get to 34 weeks." They were like, "No, you can get to 36." And I was like, 36. And I was like, okay, that's good. I can get to 36. And so I got to 36. Um, I stayed in the hospital for a whole month. And then wow. at 36, I, I, I was able to, to deliver the baby. She still didn't want to come out. And I was like, guys, that's a sign. She doesn't want to come out. She doesn't want to be induced. She doesn't want anything. Let her stay in. Um, but they were, they were committed to telling me that 
my uterus was a hostile place for my baby and that they could take care of my baby better than me um, and better than my womb. Um, Your doctor said that to you? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Talk about incredible bedside manner. Your uterus was hostile. You know, I just have to say, I just met you and what you just told me, I 100% believe like you gathered all your evidence you was calling in witnesses and all types of stuff Mm -hmm. you was like this is not no I love it man I would have been telling and and I love how the support system at the hospital supported you that was awesome yes yes because I've been in places where it was like just do what the doctors say Mm -hmm. you know I've been there yeah I didn't didn't have my mom because I I really wanted my mom like she Mm -hmm. could tell me because they were like you know you could you could you could the baby could die you have a healthy baby right now but the baby could die in your stomach and basically it'll be all your fault so oh. um and they're also like you know and you know your placenta i'm sure your placenta is hard and rock it's rock solid and that's why oh, the baby are growing and so then oh. after the delivery i'm like i want my placenta i know my placenta is moist and juicy <laughs> and it's not hard <laughs> and i did confirm that afterwards i was like they brought me my my placenta they confirmed that it was it was it was moist it was not rock hard small wow so they were just trying to tell you anything they could to get you to do what they wanted you to do yeah it was it was tough so yeah I mean man and then so you're getting it from your boss and then you get to the hospital you're getting and you're in work mode you go to the hospital you're in work mode you're like uh Mm -hmm. guys I didn't come here to stay I came here just for this quick appointment now I gotta go so that's exactly right there's another surprise for your boss. So surprise, boss, I'm pregnant. Surprise, boss, I'm having the baby early or I have to stay in the hospital for a month. I, and then you had the baby. So at this point, you know, this is where you go into maternity leave um, with most jobs. How was mm-hmm. that for you? Um, you know, it was, it was tough. You know, they had a, they had a situation uh, where a program where you, a leave bank, where if you needed to get some leave, um, for unexpected emergencies than you could. Um, and so I asked to do that and they said no, because you have to you have to sign up a year in advance before you take the leave, which I'm like, it's supposed to be for emergencies and this is an unexpected occurrence. And I'm sure that if you asked you know, people in, that I work with, can you donate some time to me so that I can you know, be paid during this time, they would say yes, um, but DOJ said no. So I got I got I got no um, no 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 leave um, from for for the for the month that I was I was in the hospital, um, and then for my three months maternity leave um, that also was unpaid. So wow, um, it was it was entirely unpaid maternity leave. Now DOJ has better policies, but um, it was it, it was tough to work and not have any income at all for three months. Um, and then, you know, my baby, even though, you know, I, I was able to keep her in for until she was 36, she was still small. She was born four pounds and, and 0.3 ounces. I always say mm-hmm. the 0.3 ounces because I fought hard for <laughs> every, counts. every, every little bit <laughs> of her. Um, and so she was small and she was, you know, uh, and, and breastfeeding her was the most important thing. You know, she was in the NICU for a week and everybody kept drilling into me that I must breastfeed and I must breastfeed. Um, uh, that's, that's my main, my main goal with her is I need to get her to a, a, a better, a better weight who was, um, the, the third percentile. And so, and she was also on a heart monitor. 
mm -hmm. as well. So um, all of these were sort of unexpected surprises. Um, but you know, I, I I kept it to only taking the three months um, leave, and um, and then you know after three months was was over, I was I was ready to go back. Mm -hmm. um, but then I had this weird call with my with the the woman boss who called me up during leave and was like, you know, when you get back, you're going to be in trial and you're going to have to travel and you're going to have to do this and you're going to have to do that. And I'm like, I'm still on leave. Like, can we like, <laughs> usually there's like a ramp up, a ramp down. But like the way that she called me during leave, I felt like she was trying to intimidate me about coming back. Mm -hmm. um, but mm. it didn't work and I went back. Was this at the beginning of your leave, middle or like around, did you say the end of your leave when she called yes. you and- Wow. Yeah, towards the end of my leave. So then how was it when you when you went back to work? So I went back to work and then things were different. Now um, the, the man who had recruited me was gone and she was my boss. Um, it was just her, she was my boss. And that was terrible because everything changed. Now I wasn't able to send out subpoenas unless I had somebody uh, review them. Now she had gone around town telling everyone in the office that I needed to, um, that they needed to mentor me and they needed to supervise me closely. And so I was subjected to, you know, people in the hallways would come up to me and like say, oh, you know, she says that you need, that we need to um, watch out for you and mentor you, are you okay? And so she was having these, these conversations that really undermined me in the workplace. And then the creepiest part of it was that she would um, always track, trap me in the bathroom. Um, and in the, I, I'd go to the bathroom, she'd come into the bathroom, I was pumping. And so I would, you know, I, I'd have to be in cleaning my parts of the bathroom. I couldn't. There was couldn't no pumping anywhere. room. Yeah, there so was no pump. In the there was no pumping. You know, well, no, okay. I, I, I didn't. I pumped in my office. I had an office with a lock. Um, but I had to just to clean the parts and whatnot. I, I had to, I was stuck in the, in the bathroom. Gotcha. Um, and so she would come and then she would be, she would like probe me um, about um, my childcare, about the baby, not asking how the baby was doing, but mostly about my childcare and what I was doing for my childcare. Even though I, you know, I didn't miss any days of work. I wasn't late anytime. You know, I was, I was always where I was supposed to be doing what I needed to do. And I just found it so bizarre that she was able to catch me in the in the bathroom all the time. Um, and then I wanted to ask her if she had kids, but then I felt like that was too personal of a question, despite the fact that she's asking me about my pregnancy and what's happening with- I was with going to say. It turns out she has no kids. So mm -hmm. like, you're not, you're not, and she never gave me any advice. Like she never, she never said anything. So mm -hmm. it was just, you know, while I was pregnant, it was like, how's the pregnancy? How's the pregnancy? And I'm like, the baby's still cooking. Like, that's what the mm. baby's doing. The baby's not doing anything. And if the baby is doing something, I'm not sharing it with you because I don't know you. <laughs> um, and then I had the baby and I was like, well, how's the childcare? How's the childcare? How's the childcare? Well, you, you have just given us 57 million reasons why we should have our own. Boop. You know what I'm saying? Why we should be starting our own businesses. Yes. So run our own lives so that we can do the things that we need to do for ourselves. You, I mean, man, your story, I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't work with you because I wouldn't have worked with you long. Yeah. 
you know, because I felt like that, that's so much. You had already proven yourself. It wasn't, yes. you know, I felt like it wasn't like you were there two days and then you worked. You mm-hmm. I, is that does not does that not show dedication? And I know I'm preaching to the choir, but does that not show enough dedication that I'm asking for my laptop while I'm going through this thing? Right. You know, yeah. to this situation through this. Oh gosh, I. Mm. I'm not going to say I'm sorry for you because I know this probably gets really good, really better for you, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And so it sounds like, you know, you said that when you got back, things immediately changed, you know, you knew that things were different. So what happened? Um, So we had to travel for our job. um, And before, before um, I had the baby, I was, I was going to be staffed on this three-week trial in North Carolina. After I had the baby, that was still the plan. Um, I spoke to the trial team. We were making plans about me traveling for for three weeks. But you know, I'm not going to leave my baby for three weeks. Um, um, I'm going to travel with my baby and my mother-in-law, and um, at, at my own expense. You know, no expense to the government. You know, I would absorb that expense, but that would allow me to you know breastfeed her in the morning, pump while I'm at work. And then come home at night and breastfeed her um, because you know she was still very very small and still mm-hmm. needed to needed to grow. Um, and so then she found out that I was traveling with that I was going to travel with the baby, and then she said no. And so she's like, "You you can travel without the baby. Why don't you do two weeks instead of three weeks?" And so I said, "You know, no, I'm, I'm I'm even if I do two weeks, I'm still going to travel with the baby." And then she said, "Well, what about one week?" And I said, well, and I said, you know, I, even if it's, even if it's one day, I'm going to travel with her and my, and my mother-in-law, my mm-hmm. baby is like my arm. She comes with me right. um, and I'll be able to do my work and I'll be able to travel. And also I want to go to this trial because as you told me, I'm going to have my own trial in a few months. And this is experience that I need to get. Um, and so she ended up limiting my travel on that trip for to one week. Um, and so I traveled for that one week um, with my baby and the mo- my mother-in-law, and it worked beautifully. It worked, you know, it worked exactly as I had, had planned. I was able to fully do my job. Um, you know, I was able to work at night. I was able to support the trial team, um, and they were so grateful for um, the work that I did, the issues that I was able to spot, the research I was able to do, the motions and oppositions to motions I was able to, to write all during that, that one week. Um, while I had my baby and so she uh, but she even though everyone else who got satisfactory all the white people that got a satisfactory none of them were fired two weeks later she fires me um, and she fires me when she sees me traveling on a work trip with my baby Um, she has admitted that you know that's when she decided to to call up HR and get the get the the ball rolling on on firing me and that's what she did Okay, so it's so she was planning it before the evaluation. It sounds like. Um, actually, I don't think she was planning it before the evaluation. Okay. I think that she, um, in the evaluation, the way that she wrote it, she like talked about my future and uh, what she wants to be, what what she wants to happen in the in the future. But I think she did not like the fact that I had said that I think that I'm not that this is not fair. Mm. Um, and I think um, that she did not like the fact that I said. Um, I wanted to go to HR because she said, really, Shimizo, is that really what you want to do um, during the evaluation? And, 
and you know talking about moments of fear like I that was I, I was fearful of that moment um so much so that I, I took it back a little bit and I said well I just want to I want to object in the the strongest way possible because I I, I was fearful that she would retaliate against me and mm -hmm. she would fire me um because I you know I was a squeaky wheel that wasn't letting her railroad me and you know, um, and, and tell me that my work was only satisfactory and tell me that I should aspire to be like this white man who <laughs> took maternity leave for um, a couple a couple weeks for a healthy baby. That's totally I, different. I am speechless. So many, I am so speechless. many different I things. Just, uh, wow. Wow. That's all I can say. Just wow. It's crazy. That's, the whole thing <laughs> is just crazy. And you said it a couple times. So was there ever a point during this whole situation where you stopped wondering, is this about me being a mom? And started thinking that maybe it was about you being a black mom? Definitely, because I, when I was pregnant, there was another woman there who was pregnant, who was a, a white woman. You know, I would talk to her, I would say, you know, is she stalking you in the bathroom and having these conversations with you in the bathroom? And she would say no. Um, and she just, she wasn't having the same sort of negative experiences that I was. You know, she wasn't um, being told by people um, that, you know, she, that she needs to be supervised extra, that she couldn't send out subpoenas um, when I couldn't I could send out subpoenas before and everyone else with my job title could send out subpoenas. So, um, so yeah, so I, you know, and I, I, I didn't really, I didn't really know what it was. I didn't know if it was that I was a mom and she was not a mom, if I was black, uh, if it was because I was black and you know, she was not black, she's, she's Asian. Um, I didn't know if it was because she was super skinny and I am not super skinny. Um, you know, I didn't know what it was, but um, and, and in some ways it, it didn't really matter. I just wanted it to stop. Um, and I couldn't get right. it to stop, but I couldn't get her, I couldn't get her to, um, to turn it around. Um, and instead like she, she pulled the trigger on me and like stepped on my neck and fired me when she knew I had this baby who was sick and needed insurance and, mm -hmm. you know, had heart problems. And, um, I, and, um, and she, 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 she did something that has not ever been done to any other attorney working there ever. Um, so no one, no one has ever been fired for, um, she said it was, it was work, workplace performance and conduct. And then I tried, you know, she let, I got to keep my job for two months before uh, my stop, my paycheck stopped. So for two months, I'm like banging on the door at DOJ. Somebody listen, somebody hmm. hear me. Like this is um, a gross injustice. Look at my record. Look at the press release that you guys have issued just, just today, the day that I was fired. You know, they, they issued a press release about the work that I had done. Like, look at what I've done. And, and you guys are firing me? Um, you know, you're not even giving me another place in the government to go, which is what I asked for. I'm like, please don't fire me. I need, I need this move job. Me. Like, move me. Yeah. Move, I'll, I'll do document review. I'll, you know, I'll do anything. Um, but don't, 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 don't fire me. That's and, crazy. And I and see, and see, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but see, no, I okay. see another, I see another side to that because something similar happened to me. But um, you show a level of excellence that she didn't see in herself. And so what I know about relationship and job relationships, just like I said, your story sounds so much like what I was going through, is when you succeed and they see that potentially you can be better than they, 
it or whoever it is i don't even know i don't even think it has to do with color i think it has to do with the insecurity of the person because had she treated you like a good employee the elevation process wouldn't have been hard you know you would have supported if somebody supports you through your baby being you know going through the things that you went through do you know how much this loyalty would be for you right but no, they don't, they, they feel threatened, but that is because of an incident. That was, you, you know, it had nothing to do with you. It had all to do with the person that pulled the trigger. Yes. And I just I, think that I, I'm still kind of stuck on, and this whole story just has me floored. And I mean, I'm looking at my face and Latanya's face, just responding to what you were saying. It got to pick our, our chins off the floor. Cause we're like, what? I mean, the fact that she compared you to, you said a, a, a guy that had paternity leave. First of all, you know, he's a dad. And I mean, dads and moms have different roles. The mom typically, and you know, there are places that where the dads get to take as much time as the moms. But you know, if you're, if you're nursing your child and doing all this stuff, the mom typically has the majority of the role, first and foremost. So to, to compare your three months to his two weeks is not fair there mm -hmm. but also as you mentioned he had a healthy like his child was born healthy and your child was born underweight early so it's just, that's another unfair comparison mm -hmm. i just i'm just floored by this um and i i can't even believe that after you were treated that way you were still like you know i'll do whatever you know don't fire me i i want to stay here um, and that speaks to your character right there. The fact that you were willing to stay and continue to do the work. Because well, it also speaks to my, my need for the, the paper. I, <laughs> I just bought a house. I, I bought a yeah. house. I had this kid. I had the unpaid leave for four months. Yeah. You know, like it was, it took a toll on me. And even to take this job, you know, I was at a law firm where I was making a lot of money, like hundreds mm -hmm. of thousands of dollars. Um, and I took this job where I was making a fraction of that, a, a, a third of what I was making before, um, mm -hmm. because of of my desire to do justice and to like work for the government. You know, the place I it, it's called the the department that I was working for is the the is public integrity. Um, mm -hmm. Like that means something to me, and it's the only part of our government that's named after an ideal of of integrity. Um, and so for this to happen to me at that place was for me un unimaginable. Um, and so I sued them. I sued them and um, I just filed my, I just finally got permission to sue them in court this year. And, um, you know, and it's been a long time, you know, this happened back in 2017 and now it's 2021. And so, mm -hmm. you know, my, 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 my friends are like, maybe you should just let it go and my call my former colleagues um are like what maybe you should just let it go maybe you should um you know you 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 you've made a, a point enough maybe you can just stop but i can't because what she did to me was so wrong and had such damaging effects on on me um one because you know i always i viewed myself as a a, a successful lawyer that's that that was a, such a strong part of my identity and for her to say workplace performance and conduct, like it just it destroyed me. And at some point I was like, okay, can you guys, can you guys just 
take that part out. Like I'm an at-will employee. You guys can fire me for any reason. Can you just take out the part about my bad performance? Or can you tell me what the bad performance was, the bad conduct? Like one or the other. Um, I never got a response to that other than other than no. Um, but then also like my, it was, it interfered in my relationship with my child because, you know, I had been this fabulous and successful lawyer my entire life. Um, and then now I had this baby and it was, it was like, well, maybe I, it was at the right call. Did I make the right call to have the baby? And so, you know, after I'm unemployed and sitting, you know, in a room, just me and the baby, like <laughs> wondering what my life, what's become of my life. Um, and, and whether or not this was all worth it, but then I would look down at her and she would smile at me and I would know that it was worth it. And that, you know, I, I, I should have had my child when I had my child, mm-hmm. I should have the right to have my child when I want to have my child, if I'm 35 right. or if I'm 25, you know, but yeah, Absolutely. it was, it was all, it was all, it was all very tough. And so I'm, I'm, I, even four or five years later, I'm continuing to pursue it because, you know, she needs to know that what she did was so wrong. Um, and she needs to be told that um, by a court. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's not going to forget my name and I'm not going to forget her name. I'd send her pictures of my face in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This, wow. So you are in that, you know, those the, uh, the court, uh, is it ongoing? It's going on now, right? It so is. So where are you now? I probably, that's probably a question. Like, where are you now? And one that takes a mental toll on you, what you went through, any, it could just make you less confident, especially using those words. Like you say, just take this out and I'm good, you know, but it didn't. So where are you one with your confidence in yourself? It sounds like you're, it sounds like you're pretty good. It sounds like you're pretty good there because you're following your gut to to be persistent, to go ahead and just say, look, this is what I'm doing, no matter what. But as far as you and your livelihood, and we know you have your beautiful daughter with you. Yeah, um, you know, so I was I was out of work for um, a long time, much longer than I um, expected to, much longer than I could afford to be. Um, and then I found this amazing place where I'm, I'm able to prosecute on behalf of um, a state law enforcement agency, but but the 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 hit to my confidence uh, continued. So I started this new job, and then I'm like, okay, but they just said I was a bad performer there. Like, am I really a bad performer? And so I'm just second guessing myself all the time. Um, and then and then you know one of the one of my bosses um, from DOJ when I was interviewed by by the EEO, by the EEO um, equal employment um, in, in connection with my complaint, you know, I said that this boss was the best boss that I'd ever had, that this boss was amazing. Um, then later I got their, their, their emails and what they were emailing about me. And, you know, when I, when I was traveling with the baby, you know, they were laughing at me. Um, um, this boss who I said was my best boss ever. And the woman, they were laughing at me. They were making fun of me. They were sending um, weird emails about my body language. That my body language is 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 off. So I must be, um, I must be having a really hard time. And then saying, oh well, she obviously needs to speak to a woman. She's having some woman issues. Like there were all these emails that that were sent about me that were also so hurtful. 
And so I started this new job and I'm just looking at everybody crazy. I'm like, I can't trust nobody because this guy who I trusted and who I um, believed in as, you know, enough to say, to testify under penalty of perjury that this is the best bus I've ever had was, was talking smack about me. Um, and so I started this job and um, I'm looking at everyone cross-eyed and, um, and I'm, I'm trying to portray confidence while feeling um, a lack of confidence. But um, at the, my new job, they promoted me in six, six, six months. Um, they promoted me and they gave me a senior, a senior role. And then when that happened, I was like, oh, wow. Like I actually am this amazing lawyer that I always thought that I was. Yeah, you um, needed they, that outside validation. I did. And that's really good in this case. Yep, yep. Yep, they promoted me and then they promoted me again. And, you know, so it, it's been, it's been great. And so now that the hit to my confidence, like I know that this was, like this happened to me, not because of my work performance. It happened to me because she discriminated against me and she retaliated against me. And that's why, that's why it happened. So, you know, it wasn't about me and what I did. It was about the fact that I was black and I was a mom and I was endeavoring to um, be a, 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 a prosecutor who pumps. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm, I can do both of those same, those things at the same time, and she didn't want me to be able to do it, and um, and I was able to do it, and I'm able to do it at, at my current job and be a, a, a be a mom here. Although my dad told me when I started, don't let anybody know you're a mom. Don't uh-huh. have any pictures of your daughter up. Oh. Don't have anything up, um, and don't just don't tell anyone you're a mother, um, because look what happened to you before. No. And so I was like. <laughs> That's good advice. So, yeah. I, didn't tell anyone, I didn't tell anyone for months. And then I eventually I let it slip. And then they were like, what? Should we say you're a mom? Like we've mm-hmm. been talking about kids all the time and you never say anything. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think that I thought that you guys, you know, you're white and you're men. And then you guys can speak about the kids when I'm black and I'm a woman. And I got fired for being a mom. So, it takes uh, a strong, it takes a strong mom to not talk about her, her kids. Her right? like that's yeah. a superpower I can't go anywhere without mentioning my children <laughs> yeah it, it didn't yeah. last long so. yeah wow well I can see why after you know you continue to share the story I can see why after um even though it happened in 2017 why you would continue to pursue it and I 100% support you and I wish you absolutely the best me I wanna, too. I just met you, but yes, I can't just, wait. I will smoke <laughs> for you and pop my cigarette. You know? <laughs> right? Thank you. Raise a glass. Well, so when your daughter is older, what do you want her to know about this whole situation? Because I imagine you would want to share this with her. Um, I Yes, I do want to share it with her, but I do also feel sort of guilty about sort of negative feelings that I had about whether or not I should have had a kid. Maybe I was wrong for having the kid, but I feel guilty for like even thinking about that because like she's awesome and amazing. And of course I'm, I'm lucky that, that I, that I have her, but you know, at some point I, you know, I was like, I've been a lawyer for way longer than I've known my baby. Um, and it's just was so, such a central part of me. So I, you know, the, so I, I do have, I do experience guilt about that, but what I want her to know about, about this is that you have to do the right thing, um, no matter what. Um, you know, so now you know I, I have this 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 complaint. You Google my name, you're going to see that I've sued my my uh, past employer 
you know, how is that going to affect me going forward if I want to go over to a new job? You know, nobody wants to hire someone that goes around suing their suing their employers because you know that that they don't want to get sued, right? So it it, it has an effect on me and my career trajectory in a negative way. But but I believe that everything will be okay. Um, everything will be okay as long as I stay committed to doing the right thing. Um, and the other thing is is to never let anyone else tell you who you are and what you can do. Um, because you know, I, I, I fell victim to letting, um, to believing what she said, that it was my work performance and my, my conduct. And so I spent so much time like trying to like, redoing everything in my head. Like, what did I do? What did I do? What mistakes did I make? Did I mess something up? But I, I didn't mess up anything. I was awesome. Um, and you know, DOJ has filed their answer to my complaint and they admit that I was awesome. Like all the amazing things that I did, that I said that I did, like they have they have now gone on record saying, yeah, like Shimizu did all those things. And she mm -hmm. did it all in, you know, in a very abbreviated time because we fired her, um, but she did all of those things. And so it was affirming um, and validating to see that, you know, I didn't really just make, I didn't really just win that trial in my head. Like I actually won that trial. Um, and that press release, like it actually exists. And that's what I would want her to take away. Yeah. I, you know, I want to, I would tell you, I can't tell you how to feel, but I, but I am because <laughs> you should not feel guilty at all because as a 40 year old woman, me hearing you talk about this, my mom chose her job over me. That's what I'm talking about. Now you talking about some pain and trauma, your, your, your daughter will never have that because you chose her. So she will feel, she will look at you and say, wow, my mom, my mom did this. And for me, that is the best gift that for your child to have is that she knows that you have her back. I do. Right? <laughs> I do. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, I didn't think about it that way. That, that's, that's oh, yeah. helpful. Oh yeah. I just, I would, I, I, always, my mom and she wishes that she did not um living in New York and didn't have this and that and just was like I gotta work you know mm -hmm. so listening to your story it takes me back in my mind and I'm like what an awesome what an awesome uh, mom you have to I don't know your baby's name but what an awesome mom you have there you know we have people out there and we have all types of different moms but if you know you could give advice to a mom that maybe is dealing with something similar that you dealt with, what advice would you give her? Document everything. Um, like that was so important. And the fact that like, you know, I, I would text all the time and, you know, I, you know, I, I texted and said that she was stalking me in the bathroom and I texted her about how she was depriving me of opportunities and all of these like real time things that were occurring, like was so, was so, it's so important to my, to my case. Um, and so if you are a new mother, um, or not a new mother, um, but if you're experiencing um, feelings of discrimination or retaliation, it's always better to write it down. Whether it's that you write it down to yourself, like you, you send yourself an email um, to your personal email address so that you know, if they fire you, you still have access to it. Um, you know, <laughs> it's important that you, that you do that and you document it because it's always better to have it and never need to use it than to um, need it and not have it. 
Um, so that would be my, my main, my, my, my first piece of advice is, is to document it. Um, and then, you know, if you're, if you're at a big place that has HR, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky thing to go to HR, right? Like it's a tricky thing. Like I did that and I got fired, um, two weeks later. So it's hard, it's hard for me to, to tell anyone that that's, that's what they should do because, you know, one of the things that HR lady said is that they're there to protect management. Um, and that's what they did in this case is that they facts. were there to protect wow. management. Facts. Facts. That is yeah. fact. They are there to protect management. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Rather than that's to protect employees, rather than to, rather than to, um, you know, make sure that uh, discrimination and retaliation aren't occurring. They're there to protect management and that's what they did. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you are at a place that has HR, you know, I, I would I would be careful and thoughtful um, about that. Um, and then I guess the other thing is that like bad stuff happens. Um, you know, you think that if you are doing the right thing that bad things won't, won't happen, like retaliation won't happen, discrimination won't happen, but it can and it does. Um, and so it's always important to document everything. What, what you just said happened to my sister too. Um, with her and her baby and she actually got hurt I is I just think about how when you say bad things happen I say life-changing things happen Mm. sometimes it's time for you to pivot and and life will push you where you need to go are you Mm. ready to go there you know and I do believe this is going to be a major major blessing for you and set you apart yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though you're still in the midst of it, I think that it has been because, you know, there was so much growth that has happened um, in this period and growth is not comfortable. And this, you know, this has got to be some of the, it just is just all of it is just uncomfortable. Like a lot of what you have shared is just like, ugh, 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 just nasty, slimy, like the worst gunky, gross, yuck. Yeah. And to to come out shining the way you are. And I mean, it's not it's not at the end, but I I think that you have come out shining. Um, where you are right now is is just incredible. And again, you know, it's it's such an inspiration to me. And so I know that it it is potentially an inspiration to so many other people. And I just want to say again, keep fighting, keep fighting keep fighting there needs to be a support group because even in this this what you just talked about you didn't die you didn't die you know somebody who meant something for your bad even though your you know our egos take a hit our hearts take a hit especially when we're so into it you know it's not bad when people say oh your egos bruised it's really not a bad thing because sometimes it needs to be bruised to to grow or to be getting rid of, you know what I'm saying? So it would have been great for you to have uh, just a circle of people to, to, to constantly pour into you and to help you um, go back to that powerful mindset, you know, and you, that you didn't need, but then guess what? It, you, you were sent validation. I could see, I could see so many things coming out of this, if you so choose to, to start them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Me too. So where can people um, learn about the case if they're like, ooh, I want to know about this. You said Google your name? 
Is there something else? That you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, if you Google my name, um, the case does does come up, and um, articles about about the case um, um, come up. Um, Shimiso Maswaswe, and you know, we'll 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 see uh, what happens with it. You know, I'm hopeful that now there's a new a new administration. Um, the the federal government has developed a task force to figure out why working mothers are leaving DOJ. Um, and I'm like, hey guys, like <laughs> this is why. Um, so oh, let me. You know, right. <laughs> so there's so there you know it's a, it's a different it's a different mindset. It's a different focus. You know, there's a value on workplace mothers, and, and so I'm hoping that the litigation is um, will get resolved in a way that is comfortable. Um, for me, mostly, um, and so we'll 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 see. Well, okay. You well, I know that I've known you for, like you said, a couple of decades. Um, let's say that you and I meet up in New York. We're in the same office building, and we're just getting on the elevator together. And I have thirty seconds with you because of what it takes like thirty seconds to get from one floor to the other, typically. Uh, what would you say to me to make me walk away and be like, "That's who she is." Who are you in 30 seconds? I'm a mom, I'm a lawyer, and I'm an advocate for justice and for doing what's right um, and for doing justice and for making sure that bad guys stop hurting innocent people. Google me. <laughs> I'm like, bam, drops mic, y'all, drops mic right there. Man, well, I just want to say thank you so, so much for being here with us today and sharing this story. It, And I don't, we talked about it, but I don't think we talked about it like this. So I know I was just like, what? Did she tell me this? And I'm just, you know, still reeling from the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing sharing this story with absolutely us. thank you and, and thank, thank you. you guys for um this forum you know um being black and being a mom like it's a it's a thing and it's its own like special thing. thing and so it you guys creating this yeah you guys creating the space to like talk about that special thing of being a black mom is is important and so thank you guys for doing that no problem when we have people just as awesome as you i would i could do this all the time <laughs> Right, and I won't, and I won't say what I was gonna say, Patricia, because I, I have a feeling this is uh someone that you've known since you know maybe you was knee high from a duck some type of way. <laughs> so I won't, I won't, I won't go into my sad pull out the violins. Why have you kept her from me? Type of thing, you know. So <laughs> you know what I, I think I'm a good connector, but I don't always think in my mind. Oh, I should introduce these people, you know. I, I just, I, I don't think about that. And I, I'm sorry. Um, well, you know, and well, I needed you back in 20, wait, 2000. <laughs> well, I'm saying, well, so what happened to me happened maybe 10 years before it happened to you. Mm -hmm. And I wish I would have known you, you know what I'm saying? But all yeah. things happen in, 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 in great timing, right. you know, cause- And now I, we're connected. Right, 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 right. So that's really cool. Thank you again for being here. Of course, yeah. thank you. And I just wanna say thank you guys so much for being with us today. We know that you could be anywhere in the world doing whatever you wanted, but you chose to be here with us in the Black Mom Diaries virtual house. So if you like what you hear, 
feel free to like, share, and subscribe our content. And we want to hear from you. We want this to be a two-way relationship. So email us at blackmomdiaries at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you have ideas for shows, you want to tell us you didn't like something we did, fine, we want to hear from you. And on the podcast platforms, please leave us a review because we want to know what you think. We want to hear from you. And last of all, if you are on social media, like I know you are, connect with us. We want to get connected. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Search us at Black Mom Diaries. LaTanya, anything? Yep. <laughs> no, you pretty much said it all. We want to thank you guys for supporting us. It's really big. Um, again, thank you guys for just tuning in and listening to these awesome people that we're bringing forth. The power not going to stop. I would nope. say our, our special guest today dropped gems, but Man. she actually dropped some inspiration, yeah. like straight up, you know, <laughs> for real. And, uh, we are, uh, extremely, extremely grateful for you guys, um, support. So until next time. I am Latanya. And I am Patricia. And thank you for listening to Black Mom's Diary. Thanks so much for spending this episode with us. And if you like what you heard, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. And of course, be sure to join us on the next episode of the Black Mom Diaries. <laughs>